Strategic Healthcare Partners, founded by principals John Crew and Mike Scribner, operates from offices in Savannah and Atlanta. Our diverse team prioritizes clients, ensuring we fully understand their needs. As your business partner, we are an extension of your professional identity. SHP tailors services to your individual needs, offering flexible pricing structures. From IPA management to financial analysis, we're here to empower your organization. Visit shpllc.com for details. Welcome back to Beyond the Stethoscope, Vital Conversations with SHP. I'm Aaron Higgins. On today's episode, Jason Crosby and I finish our interview with Craig Kilgore about the challenges facing private practices in a post-pandemic world. As he pulls out his crystal ball to peer into the future of what he expects for the private practice scene. If you recall, Craig is the CEO of Coastal Vascular and Vein Center in Charleston, South Carolina. Craig has served in IT, finance, and in administrative executive roles. Are you ready for this vital conversation? Let's get started. Kind of piggyback previous points, because you, you've hit on this, the point of you've got payer consolidation, you've got consolidation in the private practice market in terms of going the employed route, in particular because of COVID in these last few years, and then volume slowly trickling back to some levels that are, you know, back to where they were. And then you got staffing still a concern. So you got these variables out there that still present this challenge to the group. As you mentioned, you've transitioned recently from an ENT to a vascular group, but still a specialty private practice setting that all each experienced those same variables and challenges. What sort of staffing initiatives, way that you've engaged your staff members or the physicians to kind of keep the morale, the culture, you know, in a positive moving fashion, whether it's a, you know, benefits thing or a team function or even a strategic initiative that guys, we need to keep this practice moving forward. And here's a kind of a strategic objective we're going to work collectively to attain. Well, it's kind of my, my opinion is that, you know, people like to be part of an organization that is moving forward you know they don't like to be uh stuck in a stagnant organization so i think you know by you know, demonstrating that the you know the physicians are are interested in in growing uh interested in innovation you know like uh innovation whether it's uh, ancillaries you know growth so you know that's a big part of any practice success private practice success is is making sure that you have you know the the appropriate ancillaries and that you are you know supporting them legally you know nothing illegal but appropriately and that's always the first thing but then you know actually looking at uh, diversifying a little bit so do they own their property do they own their real estate that's a business strategy and so that was a very successful one you know, uh, in my Charles T days. So, you know, it got to the point where, you know, they, they all own all their locations and even some, you know, commercial, you know, properties. So they went beyond, 
you know, just the practice um, you know, real estate, but into commercial. So that's a success story in itself. Uh, the vascular surgery group is looking to do similar things, maybe not so much in the commercial area, but in the practice, you know, owned properties. And so they just recently completed before I joined uh, a new office with the Navigatory Surgery Center uh, in Somerville. It's called a development called Nexton. And so I see those kind of things as, as, you know, people like to be part of something that has purpose or you know, something that's growing. And, you know, a lot of times, and I get it, the, the risk associated with growth to some you know, physicians, depending on the career, their stage in their career, you know, are they, you know, in, within 10 years of retirement or are they, you know, 40 and going to work for another 20 plus years? I mean, a lot of that impacts their interest in, in growth and expansion, but that's what I like to do. You know, I don't like to have to sit behind a desk and, and count nickels. You know, I like to, you know, be active and growing and it, and it's been pretty successful, I think, you know, over the, uh, over my career. But if I think if you look at other successful independent groups, you know, they've done the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's some great points. What I gathered there hearing your response was the practice itself is one thing, but you don't have to get timid with growth because of it's the practice. You still, and in your case, you've got an ASC potential to grow via that path. You've got real estate as a potential opportunity to help. So looking at the total financial overall picture is more than just simply visits in your practice. Right. Are you seeing that a lot more? You've, you're really active in the administrator type networks, as you mentioned, and your experience, what you're seeing in South Carolina in particular. Are, are you it's, seeing that quite a bit? It's kind of a mixed, a mixed okay. bag, you know. It's kind of, you know, again, I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, the, the, the career cycle, you know, where physician owners are. Um, you know, the, the big things are you, uh, you have to have a core group that's going to support you know, a, a growth plan, but I would say yes. And I think it's actually, you know, going to, you know, expand, you know, because of the CON loss that changed in South Carolina. And so, you know, we can now uh, go and open an ambulatory surgery center without having to go through the regulatory CON process. Now you still have the financial constraints. You better, you know, give those serious uh, concerns, but you have to be able to, you know, demonstrate that you can meet your debts. But I think that most groups are finding that they can. And so, um, yeah, I think that's, that's, you're going to see more of that in South Carolina just because of the, uh, the elimination of the CON laws. That sounds like a really positive change for South Carolina. And here in Georgia, still, we, we still have CON laws. There's a lot of discussion around how should those change or evolve or go away. Um, so it'll be interesting to see with with our neighbor to the north how how successful that's been for, for you all. Um, because I think our markets are fairly similar in a lot of our, our key cities. So it'll, it'll be fascinating to watch. I, and, and obviously that's a 
I think a positive thing. So let's let's go negative Nelly here for a second. From from your perspective, where you're sitting as CEO, what do you feel like your challenges are going to be for the next, I don't know, three, five, ten years? Yeah. Well, we've already touched on staff, so that's obviously going to be the number, probably the highest or the greatest concern. Uh, the other issue, you know, that we're seeing, again, I, I touched on a little bit, but you know, the number of physicians actually coming out wanting to go into private practice. And so, you know, um, we're already seeing trends that, you know, fewer and fewer want to be part of a private practice, more and more want to be in a, in a uh, employed setting. Uh, so it's going to really, you know, limit the number of physicians for the specialists more so. I think, I think it's, very much a factor, you know, for specialists more so than in primary care. Um, I just know in ENT, my recent experience, there's, I think maybe, uh, don't hold me to this number, but I think there's 350, you know, fellows that come out annually. And third of those, you know, are looking to do a, a subspecialty fellowship. A third of those are looking to do, um, go to work for somebody and like a hospital system. And so you basically have 120 you know, ENTs coming out that are potentially looking at private practice for the entire country. So it's a real challenge. I'm not sure of this vascular numbers yet, but I don't think they're that much different, maybe even fewer, you know, because a lot of the, you know, the vascular surgery training programs that are you know, the more technology advanced and innovative ones are probably fairly limited too. So, you know, it's going to be, you know, staff and staff retention and training. Uh, and then it's going to be providers, physicians. We have plenty. I think we have enough, um, you know, PAs coming out, nurse practitioners, and certainly, you know, with their expansion of their scope of practice, you know, I think that's going to meet the needs for a lot of the primary care um practices and communities but you know this specialists are going to be really in uh high demand and there's not enough supply coming out yeah and and i think you're right it coming from my own background in private practice and, and in the specialties i uh i was in i was in vascular and in cardiology it we couldn't replace our retiring providers fast enough right. uh, we would get someone fresh out of medical school with you know half a million dollars in uh in school debt and yeah we we couldn't we couldn't replace them fast enough because the the difficulty was is they had so much debt they couldn't go hang a shingle on the on their own so Mm -hmm. it's certainly a challenge everywhere so in a happier ending sort of question looking back and and even looking forward here where where would you define success? Where where would as a CEO and even as a private practice, what does success look like for you? You know, it's always been you know my goal in working with physicians to to see them to see their success. You know, for them to you know thrive in practice growth, for them to uh, at least you know maintain a, a good you know uh, income and benefits but also for them to have a good quality of life practice, a good balance, you know? So, so it's, it's things like that, that make me happy, you know, at the end of the day, uh, it's, it's, 
not easy to obtain, but, um, you know, but I, I think that gives me the greatest success. And, you know, I wish I, I wish I could get more young folks interested in private practice, you know, because I think it's been such a great career. It is, it is demanding. And I'll say that. I mean, unfortunately, there's way too many night meetings and stuff like that because physicians are working during the day. So it's not attractive to a lot of people, but it's, it is a very um, rewarding career. And I, I think it's been, uh, I've, I've enjoyed it. You know, I like what I do and I want to keep doing some of it. I don't want know that I want to do the day-to-day grind for 10 more years, but, but I certainly enjoy the development and the growth aspects. That's what I really enjoy. Great feedback, Craig. Maybe to sort of, you know, wrap this loop back to our original question to and to Aaron's last one to you. So we're both located near universities that have health systems, universities that have health administration type programs. Speak to those that might be listening that, uh, you know, you came in through a different route, the IT and finance path. You know, a lot of these folks are getting the MHSAs or maybe the MBAs. Uh, speak to them, if you will, about, okay, you're starting out, you're in this new challenging environment. Here's a couple of little nuggets from someone that's been there, done that as to you know, how to have a smooth entry into the Yeah, sport. that's great. That's great because, you know, we, 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 at ENT, they actually do have an internship program, you know, within USC. So we take, um, you know, they'll take two, three of the students, you know, for a semester, you know, to come and work and, and, I'm not as close to that. Obviously, I'm not there now, but still very familiar with what they were doing. But um, the biggest thing is they have to get you have to get your hands dirty, you know, and you have to learn it. You can't. It's not like there isn't a textbook, you know, for practice management. You know, there is there. I say I say that, but it really you got to get your hands dirty. You got to sit at the front desk. You got to you know schedule a patient. You have to you know, uh, you know, do demographics. You have to watch the revenue cycle. You have to understand the regulatory side. And, you know, and I know a lot of their training, rightfully so, is more geared to hospital administration than it is private practice. But I'm actually on uh, a committee, advisory committee, you know, with MUSC, you know, to help give some exposure, you know, to the private practice world. So, you know, uh, it's not for everybody again, you know, but those that are ambitious and, you know, are, um, you know, willing to put the effort, the time and the commitment in, it can be extremely, you know, beneficial, rewarding, you know, to them personally and, and from a career standpoint. Great recommendation. I, I wish I could have asked you that uh, a couple of decades ago myself. <laughs> you still got time, Jason. Come on. That's, that's great feedback, uh, Craig. And with your background, I think folks uh, will definitely appreciate it. And so, well, we've asked a lot of questions. We've gotten some great input. And I, I do want to make folks aware that you may not be able to see this, but Craig, as he put it, strategically placed a UT hat right over his shoulder. And so for those like myself in Georgia country, uh, SEC country, that's uh, that's the first thing you see, but. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's all in good, good fun. You know, uh, I love 
you know, SEC, I love football. So love SEC football, but kind of have a passion for Tennessee balls. So, Hey, it's, there's nothing better in the fall, nothing better than a good fall Saturday in the South for football. So yes, most certainly agree with that. Well, Craig, um, on behalf of Aaron and I, uh, SHP, we really appreciate your time. This was great insight. We'll be sure to include all the information we can in our show notes, and we thank you again. Sure. I hope something was beneficial to someone out there, so I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thank you for coming, Craig. Yeah. You've been listening to Beyond the Stethoscope, Bottle Conversations with SHP. This has been a production of Strategic Healthcare Partners. Your hosts are Jason Crosby and me, Aaron C. Higgins. This episode was produced and edited by Nyla Weave. Our social media content producer is Jeremy Miller. The transcribers Heather McKnight and our executive producers are Mike Scribner and John Crew. For more information about SHP, the services we offer, including the back library of episodes, episode transcripts, links to resources that we discussed, and much more, please visit our website at shpllc.com slash podcasts. Thank you for listening. Analytics, lacking the tandem of actionable reporting with expert analysis, not confident in the knowledge of your reporting system? SHP's expert analysts transform data from your EMR system into actionable insights. Understand your facility's performance, control outcomes, and enhance patient experience. As payment models shift to value-based care, our guidance can improve your bottom line. Visit shpllc.com for details.